This is the Rich Eisen Show. I was stunned. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We're all paying rent in Patrick Mahomes' world. His accomplishments are second to none. The Rich Eisen Show. And I'm saying that in a world where Tom Brady exists. Look at what Mahomes has done in just six seasons as a starter. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. Coming up, 49ers reporter for The Athletic, David Lombardi. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two, the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We chatted with Dan Orlovsky in hour number one about what he saw calling Super Bowl 58 for the international feed. The Aussies and the uh, the Kiwis apparently were getting that feed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Dio went uh, global and uh, he went uh, live local and late breaking with us. In hour number one of this program, Albert Breer in hour number three. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Um, let's get to him. Uh, we figured we, we had him on a couple weeks ago, and it was a terrific spot, uh, getting a, a sense of how the Niners are, um, I guess, for the lack of a better phrase, processing what happened. Uh, David Lombardi, who covers the team for The Athletic, is back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, David? Hey, Rich. How are you? How, how uh, best to describe how the Niners are processing everything? Well, I'm about to head down to Santa Clara here from San Francisco to check out the locker clean out, talk to a lot of the guys for, for the last time, technically this season, but I was in the locker room in Vegas right after that game. And I'd never been in a more devastated locker room. And that's saying something, cause I've covered this team for several years now. And boy, the, the scars that they have accumulated starting in super bowl 54, when they lost to the chiefs in Miami continuing with the NFC championship game against the Rams to end the 2021 season. And then obviously the Purdy injury game against the Eagles in 2022, that's a lot of scars. And I would say that what happened in Super Bowl 58, a couple days ago in Vegas was the most painful one. I, you know, you saw Christian McCaffrey look like a ghost at his locker, just pale. It wasn't moving for a long time. Trent Williams was just shaking his head. Uh, you know, a, a lot of guys, their eyes welling with tears. It, this You really realize when you're that close to a team this far into a season, this far into a journey, when they lose in that type of fashion, you realize how much has been invested in it. And it is one of those situations where, uh, I mean, th- their hearts got ripped out, right? And they it's going to be a long trip trying to get back up to the top of the mountain and the 49ers. I think they're going to probably have to try to invoke some of their, their franchise history here. You look at the 1990 49ers 92, 93, where they lost to the giants and the Cowboys twice in a row in the NFC championship game. You, you look at those years and, and realize they got back up to the top in 94 it's going to take something similar from these 49ers. It's going to take a similar overcoming of, of devastation to, to try to, you know, circle the wagons and get back up to the top again. But right now with the 49ers, it's still very, very raw. It seems raw on Brandon Ayuk's Instagram feed as well. It seemed that he was posting some stuff about, don't forget who brought you here, you know? So what do you, how do you interpret that? 
David? Well, it's going to be interesting heading into the locker room today, speaking with these guys for the first time, because there has been some stuff on social media. A couple of their offensive linemen were going back and forth, and then they apologized to each other uh, over one of the, the pass protection breakdowns, the, the key one, actually, uh, in, in, in overtime. Uh, I've seen some of the stuff from Ren and Ayuk. I honestly don't don't know what what exactly the meaning of that stuff is because i haven't had a chance to 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 talk to anybody yet yesterday was travel day from las vegas so i think that you know you you can expect your fair share of of off-season drama again with the 49ers we we saw some of the stuff with with debo samuel a couple years ago when he was up for a new contract brandon Ayuk is entering his fifth year option this season uh, so it's a similar situation as Nick Bosa last off season, as far as, you know, you've got to figure out a way to um, keep your A-listers around if you're the 49ers and that doesn't come cheap. And obviously uh, this team is up against the salary cap. Thankfully for them, they carry over 38 million from last season due to some restructures. So they're, they're going to be able to play financial Tetris to keep their core around. But Brandon Ayuk is definitely part of the core following his uh, all pro performance this season. And uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how quickly they can get this done or if it's going to drag out throughout the entire offseason. Financial Tetris. I love that. That's an excellent. Chris, <laughs> write that down. That sounds like a very good fantasy really team good. right like there. And I know it's Strong. a great avatar Strong. dropping pieces. Very good. Um, so when it's all said and done, what do you think um, You know, is the the general sense of Kyle Shanahan's future, right? I mean, he's got a couple years left on a contract. They they love him, right? I mean, the yeah. the owner loves him, and the uh, the general manager and him are tight. And the question, I mean, they, they win. They just can't get past Mahomes. It's basically it, right? That's the it, sense. I, I mean, in in essence, that is it. They've lost to Mahomes twice for all the marbles in in the Super Bowl. But again, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, as you just alluded to, they they have built something really impressive in San Francisco. They inherited a team that might have had the worst roster in the NFL in 2017. And since then they've been to what four NFC championship games and two Super Bowls. And now all that's left is kicking that door down and making it the whole way. It took Andy Reid, what, 20 plus seasons to to win a Super Bowl. And he didn't do it with his first franchise. The 49ers certainly hope this story goes differently, that Kyle Shanahan will win this Super Bowl at some point before year 10 and and with their franchise, not with another team. It is unquestionably a devastating loss and a string of devastating losses for the 49ers. But one thing I will say is that they have built the organizational resilience to come back from Super Bowl 54, four years ago to come back from that 2021 NFC championship game and from that Eagles NFC championship game and and that Purdy injury last year to, to deliver what they did this season. And that, that in and of itself, I think is really notable and, and worth saying right now, because they already have demonstrated that resilience. I think that's one reason why they, they already are betting favorites to win the Super Bowl next season. I think it's probably too early for 49ers fans to hear that. There's going to be a, raw, a lot of raw, visceral pain that's probably going to last up until the train, training camp, up until they see the team playing again this this next season. But within you know the larger objective context of things, if we zoom out, they already have a documented track record of bouncing back. Uh, with the culture that Shanahan and John Lynch have built. And and I think that they're going to be right back in the mix next year. And that's all you can do. It's it's a life lesson as well, right? Whenever you get punched in the gut, 
the the only thing you can really do is is pick back up and keep on chopping wood. And I think that's what the 49ers are going to be preaching this offseason. The Athletics, David Lombardi covers the 49ers getting set to meet uh, with the team later on and the rest of the media in the uh, post-mortem locker room uh, today right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So the conversation surrounding Kyle Shanahan's decision to keep the ball to start overtime eventually cascaded into the locker room after the game where players said they didn't really know the rule. And, you know, that's sparked a debate, David, between, Mm -hmm. well, the play calling doesn't matter when the players don't know the rule. And then the other side of it is, well, there's just a general sense of confidence in the play calling and just confidence in yourselves and what to do if everybody knows what the hell the rules are. So where does this conversation land for you? Well, it would have been really, really interesting had they scored a touchdown. I'll tell you that at the start of overtime, because under the old rules, right, a touchdown uh, with the with the first possession would have meant the Super Bowl would have been over. So uh, I'm not really sure what would have happened, but obviously it would have been fascinating to see. Uh, as you just alluded to, I, I don't think it changed how the players were playing. Now people are questioning, well, did did Kyle Shanahan call this appropriately by wanting the ball first? I think all things even, you definitely want the ball second because you have that rebuttal shot and you have a guaranteed four downs if you need them on that rebuttal shot, right? Like Patrick Mahomes uh, did when, when he was uh, driving downfield when they were down by three. That being said... I think that this situation and this decision was a little bit more complicated just by virtue of how regulation ended. The 49ers were on defense when regulation ended, and they were not only gassed after Mahomes had driven down the field to uh, set up the field goal to tie the game, but on the very the second-to-last play, they lost two defensive backs. They lost Jair Brown. And uh, they lost Diameter Lenore. Uh, those were short-term injuries. They were able to come back about 10 minutes later, but they might not have had those two defensive backs, and they would have been down three starting defensive backs, including Talanoa Hofunga, plus Dre Greenlaw, who got hurt oh, to start overtime. So yeah. I think that Kyle Shanahan just needed his defense to circle the wagons. He didn't want to throw his defense back out there, given the fact they were both tired and injured. Man, that Dre Greenlaw injury, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. He, did, he just ran around the field, right? And he just dropped down, right? That's basically yeah, he, he'd, he'd been dealing with Achilles tendonitis. He was on the injury report for that uh, about two two weeks prior. And it was something that he was maintaining. But obviously, I think he was in the danger zone. It just shows you what these guys go through. I mean, these are long marathons of seasons. The 49ers played 20 games apiece in 2021 and 2022. And they're right up at that mark again here in 2023 Greenlaw, obviously an extremely physical player, a heartbeat of not only the defense, but this 49ers team. And it just gave way. It gave way as he was running out onto the field. You know, Fred Warner said that he was in tears at halftime. Fred, Fred was when he came back in and he saw Dre Greenlaw hobbled in the locker room and they really wanted to go out and win the game for Dre Greenlaw and and they couldn't. And I think that Rich was one of the lasting scenes in 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 my memory from being in that locker room after the Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, nobody's even looking each other in the eye. It's one of those things where everybody's just staring off into space. But then you have Dre Greenlaw rolling through on on crutches, and that to me just put the the exclamation mark mm. on on how how difficult it was for that team in that room at that time. David Lombardi of The Athletic here on the Rich Eisen Show covers the 49ers. What are the um, orders of business now in the uh, non-playing season? 
for the financial defense. Tetris. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what that's what they're started with. Yeah. So here here's how it's going to work for the 49ers. They've done such a good job over the course of the Shanahan Lynch era of staying under the salary cap while also paying A-list players. And and the way that they've been able to do that is that they replace B-listers. They'll determine if you're an A-lister, and if you're an A-lister, that they'll pay you. That The 49ers have paid every single A-lister that they've drafted over the course of this regime. And I do think that Brandon Ayuk fits into that category. And what they've done is they've surfed a wave because the salary cap has increased every single season. So theoretically, you have a little bit more room every year to pay those A-listers. So obviously, Ayuk is going to be uh, at the top of the order business, but you've got to figure out a way to replenish the margins of the roster. So you're definitely going to let some guys walk. And for that, they've got 11 picks in this 2024 draft. They, they finally reached the point where uh, they're no longer deficient of picks following the big trade up in 2021 uh, to try to get Trey Lance. So uh, the draft is going to be immensely important for the 49ers this off season. I think that, you know, with those 11 picks, you can find a way to, to acquire cost controlled talent, but also infuse this roster with youth that can help on special teams and can obviously uh, fortify you for the long run when the cap really starts crunching for this team in 2025. But as of right now, you've got Brock Purdy still on that rookie contract. You can work around that. And, you know, one interesting name to watch because he, I think really made a name for himself in the Super Bowl is Jawan Jennings. He's going to be a restricted free agent. And that means that the 49ers are on the inside track to be able to keep him around. But to me, you know, he caught a lot of eyes in the Super Bowl with his play, not just the throw for the touchdown. That was a cool play. He used to be a quarterback at Tennessee, but just for his toughness. And he's a central part of their identity as a team. And it's going to be interesting to me to see how much they do have to tender him uh, in that restricted free agent process to keep him around. But these are the types of things that, good football teams have to deal with in, in the off season. You've got a lot of guys deserving of money and uh, obviously not everybody's going to be able to, to, to come back. Yeah. I mean, Jennings had a shot at MVP of the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, no doubt absolutely. About uh, so, but what about paying Purdy? You know, he's got two years left on that deal. They'll, they'll let him play year three so they can have the room when they play the financial Tetris and then, and then hit him up before year four and then play it out. I mean, what's the, what's the sense about that plan? Yeah, well, they, they can't pay him right now, right, by, by rule. So uh, that's that works, obviously, in, in the 49ers' favor. And then he's eligible for a contract extension after year three. So you, you see how year three goes, and you go from there. But what I will say is that this is going to be Brock Birdie's first full offseason in an NFL program because last year he was rehabbing from the, the elbow tear. He's already finished a season number one across the board in the efficiency metrics. He's gone toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes for 15 rounds. I think that, you know, we people had this discussion all season and I think he kept on answering the bell when it mattered most. And there, he's on a very good track to be paid after year three. It's just got to continue. The sample size isn't huge yet. It's just over a season big, but boy, uh, there have been, the NFL is a league of moments and delivering at big moments. And obviously talking about Patrick Mahomes before this, he's delivered at the biggest moments for years now. Uh, I think that you, you look at Brock Purdy, he has answered the bell for the 49ers too. And, uh, and the, the future's going to be promising for them as long as that's the case at the quarterback position. David, thanks for the time, brother. Um, enjoy the uh, non-playing season. We'll reach out to you as uh, things progress. Appreciate awesome. the time. 
Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Right back at you, David Lombardi. Everyone should follow his coverage on The Athletic. He's got that whole thing buttoned up. All right, when we come back, Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Don't go anywhere. Back with more in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I also love the story that you told, and if you wouldn't mind uh, telling the audience here as well, uh, at the Combine, when you would be pulled into rooms. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you didn't know which room you were being pulled into by which. Yeah, room. yeah, I was, I was, I was. You know, it, it come back in back in that day. Everybody yeah. was reaching for it. Agents was in the hotel. Yeah. Everybody was everybody. It now went, it now went, it's it, all yeah. scheduled. It now was you scheduled know. structure. You can't be in a hotel. You can't be on the premises. Then it was everything was wild. So I'm backing away from crowds and people trying to grab me, and I backed into this room, and the Giants was there, and it was the Giants room, and they had people sitting down taking these. Test. What do they call these things? Oh, yeah, like the psychology yeah, test, right? I mean, the thing was that thick, man. And they, I sat down, and they gave me this thing. And what is this? They say, it's this test, and, you know, we need you to take it. I said, oh, what picker do you have? It's like the 10th. I said, oh, I'd be, I'd be going for it then. I, I, <laughs> so I got up and walked out. <laughs> I'd be going. I'd be way going for then. And And then let's just get into it here. I mean, Belichick said he watched you run the 40th combo. And that you ran it and then ran into the tunnel. And is it true? That's not true. 
Okay, you did not run into a waiting car and being taken no, to the airport no, right then and there. No, because I had more interviews and all of that. No, that that story just grows and it grows. It does. It's like yeah, a fish yeah, story. It is. It is. It, that's not true. I did everything that I was asked to do. Now I didn't lift. I ain't do none of that because Jerry Rice to this day hadn't laid across my arms and let me bench press him. You know, I, I don't know where that comes from. I love that you say that when when you're watching the defensive backs I, I hate the that. weight and reps of 225, struggling to get a fifth one up. You're when right. have you? ever said, man, well, if that guy would have got one more rep, he'd have been there on that play. <laughs> Never! Of the three-cone drill. Like, not, this has nothing to do with nothing. So I didn't do any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, it all worked out. Yeah. Back on our program, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. You just heard it from David Lombardi. Niners are just going to run it back, man. They're just gonna, they got 11 draft choices. We said that yesterday. Uh, there's really no reason not to. You have Brock Purdy on maybe the greatest quarterback contract ever. He's making like 900K. There's no reason to not run it back. You paid all these guys. I mean, Brandon Ayuk, I think he's entering his fifth year. He's going to want his money, and he deser- right. deserves it. He's been a great player. So let's go. Saddle up. There's still... Right? They're still the best team in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of saddling up, are you ready to, to do it? Overreaction Monday and a Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. On a Tuesday. All right, what do you have over there, Chris? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Everybody good? What up, yo? Right, not, not really. All right, Rich, you're, you're going to make it, man. I Thanks. believe I believe I got you. faith in you. Uh, here we go. Ready? This Chiefs championship stretch. The consideration, who they beat, what they've done, what they've overcome. It's the most impressive in NFL history. Mm. Mm. This is really hard to write. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think this is an overreaction. You could make this argument very, very, very well here. Six years like this. Six straight AFC championship games. Four Super Bowls, three wins. I mean, this past year, too. Go on the road, beat the two seed, beat the one seed, beat the other conference's one seed. I, think I mean, that, that's kind of what really pushed me. The road wins. Really impressive going to Buffalo, winning that game. Really impressive going to Baltimore, winning that game. All the receiver issues throughout the year, beginning of the year. Kelsey banged up. Chris Jones holding out. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, put it all together. Put and, it all together, yeah. I mean, Andy Reid is... <laughs> Coaching uh, Honestly, you know, and and it's tough to push back on this. This is not an overreaction. Yeah. What else, Chris? It was good. Uh, one of the stories that didn't get a lot of run before it was discovered uh, deep in the uh, Brock Purdy kind of feature that was going on was the uh, Tom Brady thing, guys. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan thinking about going to Tom Brady if Brock Purdy not ready to go, not healed from that elbow injury that went uh, down in the offseason after he got wrecked by the Eagles uh, in the NFC Championship game two years ago. All right, so I'm going to so I'm gonna say Kyle Shanahan, guys. He should have just went with Tom Brady after all at quarterback <laughs> this year. You know what I mean? Like, come on. You think Tom Brady's playing that game on Sunday 
They lose? No. Overtime? Does he even get to overtime with the anti Brady? He goes right down the field. We know Tom Brady's history with uh, playing overtime playoff games. We saw it in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. We saw it in the Super Bowl against uh, the Falcons. He just scores touchdowns. And he needed a touchdown to win that game uh, in overtime of the Super Bowl because you knew Mahomes was going to come down and answer. Kyle Shanahan should have just went with Tom Brady at quarterback after all, TJ. Well, I mean, Chris, it sounds like a great story, right? And <laughs> and yeah, you, you're automatically going to think, and I'll jump in here for Rich real quick. I, yeah, you kind of think that Tom Brady would equal success, but here's the deal, right? Bottom line is, when Chris Jones shot the gap and he came up, Tom Brady is not going to get away from Chris Jones <laughs> no, on that no, one play. You're going to have the same effect. Like, what happened to Brock Purdy throwing that ball away is more than likely going to happen to, what, 44-year-old now? Uh, no, Tom Brady's like 40. What? Okay, yeah. So, like, <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know, yeah, in theory, you'd like to go, yeah, Tom Brady would have made a difference. But the way the Niners' offensive line played, which wasn't great, and the way Chris Jones was dominating, I don't personally. I just don't believe that it would have made it. But it is Tom Brady. I know what one of the funniest question, one of the funniest memes I saw yesterday was uh, Tom Brady like suiting back up, kind of like the yes. Arnold. Like, <laughs> when he came around the corner, yeah, just like hey, let's Tom Brady suiting back up. Now that Mahomes has got his third. Well, I mean, you make a good point, TJ. I mean, they they were one seed. Can't do any better than the one seed. They right. make it the Super Bowl. Can't do any better than that. <laughs> right, right. They overtime. put it in overtime. <laughs> I mean, can't do any better than that. He did everything he could. Well, I guess Brady's the only other guy who's won a game in overtime. In the Should Super Bowl. the 49ers have signed Tom Brady before the game just to have him in relief, just <laughs> oh. in case? But like when the would closer. You have, when would you have put him in, though? And then he, uh, overtime. You could have him start off. Brock Purdy, look, you did a great job. Guys, this you is pitched, nothing to do Brock pitched, Purdy. You pitched I love it. Innings. By the way, great overreaction subject. <laughs> Top notch overreaction. What else you got, Chris? All right. This, I don't even know if I'm asking a question here, but it's kind of like, why in the hell did the 49ers stop running the football? Uh, I, I, that is not an overreaction. <laughs> Come on. But, I mean, they, they, they did give it to McCaffrey over 20 times. Yeah, 22 carries. Again. I mean, he had 80, 80 rush yards. Third quarter. When he, the game he's, the first was... ever, he's the first ever 80-80 uh, guy in the Super Bowl. Just third quarter. It kind was of... that, that third quarter. Third quarter. Head scratching. I mean, scratching I, I, I don't about, know. I'm looking at the play log, and I'm just like, what? Why? I don't know why that happened. Again, Same reason why the Ravens. I, I tweeted that out at the, during the game. I'm like, you know, it, it feels like they 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 must deliver a staggering blow right here. I don't know if it would have made the difference but or three not. Three straight three and outs. You needed to just, I don't know, interrupt, keep Mahomes on the sideline, just something. Right, 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 right. But uh, yeah, I, I I I do believe that's where things turned. Yeah. In that, well, the thing turned on on the muff punt. Again, I, I wrote it down here. That was in the like, stretch of them going three and out. If you, if you're the 49ers, you would absolutely sign for them going punt, punt, fumble, punt, field goal, interception, punt, field goal, punt to start the game. Yeah, and then that punt was the muff. So that's great and all, but during that interception, punt, field goal, you only scored ten points. That's it. Yeah, and I don't know if. See, we're, we're parsing it because it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. But like the beginning of that third quarter, they they needed to they needed to punch it in the end zone. They needed something. Yeah. And I guess McCaffrey's that guy. Certainly because McDuffie and uh, and Snead were were locking it down. But 
like I told you, the all-22s are going to come back and show that defense was lit. Mm, Chanel awesome. and all those guys up front. Yeah. Karloftis was everywhere. Karloftis had a He was game. a guy I mentioned before. So the they game just couldn't too. do it. Karloftis, I mean, yeah. you just got to give it up to that Chiefs defense pretty much. And the Niners O-line, like I said, I don't think they had their uh, They were best a little game. banged up. They were yeah. a little banged up. I, right, I, uh, know the, I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. What yeah. else you got over there, Chris? Okay, uh, look, uh, Dan Olofsky said it. If a few plays away from Kyle Shanahan being maybe a Hall of Fame coach, right? right, right. Multiple, multiple Super Bowl rings. Two rings. Three. However. Yes, sir. If you're Jed York. You said Belichick the you up text? <laughs> Just call Belichick real quick. Gauge some interest. Up. Just say, hey, Bill. What do you think about living in the Bay? You're crazy. I, mean, I can get you. There's boats. Over, There's, over water. There's water up here. Hey, we can ship eight rings out. Maybe get you that ninth. Ship it. <laughs> Take, take it, take like it a, through the Panama Santa Canal. Santa 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 like a 45-minute really ship a boat. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna ship a boat across country. <laughs> and you just yeah. Yeah, put it on put an 18 wheeler yeah. and send it out there. You know what I mean? Money around and cut through. That's a really far trip. Yeah, cannonball a, run. Yeah, that's true. That's a you long, know what I mean? You know, that's a long ride. Got fishing out here and the get the ghost of Dom Deluise out there and go on a cannonball run with the eight rings. Head up. So stupid. Do you just do it? Just real quick. I mean, it's only three letters. I'm going to reject this. Just you up. It is an overreaction. He just matumboed you with that. You know what I'm saying? No, no. No, I went Banyamid. I went Banyamid. Serious people. All right, what else, Chris? I'm just saying. All right, Patrick Mahomes. I I said it on the overreaction. He's already in the Mount Rushmore. He's already the second best quarterback of all time. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. Second best. Agreed. Better than Montana, Bradshaw. Agreed. Unitas, Marino. Dan Orlovsky told the entire country, the world, the world. This is the best player I've ever seen. And I don't think it's an overstatement. That was a lot. He made a three-yard pass for a touchdown. I mean, come on. But the metrics already point out. <laughs> they already point out. I had a... Chris, I even have it written down. That's how much I'm pointing you it out. You just contradicted yourself. I love <laughs> that picture of 73 in the back. Just like, yeah. That's what overreaction's about is contradicting well, first yourself. first, he's like, he's on Mount Rushmore. And he's like, well, he only threw a three-yard pass. Yeah, I just called him the second greatest player ever. <laughs> I haven't. I, I I had it written down somewhere. It's not here on this table. But the bottom line is, what only Elway and Brady have more Super Bowl appearances ever. Mm-hmm. Only Montana and and Brady have more Super Bowl rings ever with Bradshaw. 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 Yeah. Bradshaw's four. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's tied with Aikman. Right. So yeah, correct. He's also got the uh, most yards combined passing and running in a season, like fifty six hundred pa- total yards. It was two years ago. Yeah. This is not an overreaction. He and Brady have already locked up half of the quarterback Mount Rushmore. It's just the rest of them are, are whatever, whatever you like, flavor you want. Personal preference. Uh, Mahomes' bust is going to be awesome because you know, he's got that cool hair with the shaved sides and kind of the curl on the side. Right, what, la- if it, what if he gets older and he changes his hairstyle? He might have an older hairstyle on there when it happens. All right, last one. Last one. Let's look ahead, Rich. Let's look ahead. You know what we it. should do, Chris? So what's going on? Let's right look now. ahead. <laughs> Someone other than the Bears will be selecting first overall. Ooh. Hmm. I'm, this is going to be our life for the next two months, so. I just don't think so. I think really? you're, I think the Bears are going to select it. They're going to do it? Yeah. I saw a mock draft that had the Bears keeping the pick, but taking Joe Alt. What? I did. The line Over the weekend, I was like. When I you was, say mock draft, were they mocking whoever's reading the draft? Getting, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting into mock draft season over the weekend, and I saw Joe Alt, number one to the Bears. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's insane. 
That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's absurd. And I was happy because the Pats got Drake May, but I was like, what? Yeah. The Bears are going to use the pick. On, I, on I don't pick. have my crystal ball. It's all the way over there, and I really don't want to get up. I don't think you should move. Yeah. Thanks. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's a great Joe question. Okay. Uh, I, that's a great supposition. And um, I, I don't think it's – I mean, it's, it's, it's a proper question, so it's not an overreaction that someone's going to go and get them. I mean, it's going to be what we're talking about. But I just think the Bears, months. you know, are, are, are going to do exactly what we think they're going to yeah. do. Just hit, hit reset, take Caleb Williams. Yeah. and and then it'll be all over. Yeah, get Look, a pick or two for – Chris, they passed yeah. up on them one time, right, and took Trubisky. I don't think the Bears fans could stomach if they pass up on him – Again sure. for a second time. So, Ryan Poles has done a great job as Bears yeah. GM so far. So. so is that it? You got it. That's You're it. Done? That's okay, it. we're done. That's Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. Get the uh, Overreaction Monday podcast. Chris and I stayed after class for that yesterday. Um, it's got chock full of insane Chris Brockman theories. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good as it gets. You brought your A plus plus Super Bowl game for our first ever post Super Bowl edition of Thank this you. show. Thank you. Uh, what the football with Susie Schuster and Amy Trask has Jim Nance as their Hello, guest friends. today. <clears throat> Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Um, so that's coming up later on. One thing to hit before uh, we'll take a break. I do want to just point out, based off of your finish there, right? Your finish there about how, hey, the Bears are going to trade the pick. I just think at the end of the day, they'll have to look themselves in the mirror and say, is our current quarterback somebody that can go to the biggest game if we can possibly get there and outduel Patrick Mahomes? Because more than likely, he's going to be there. <laughs> Seems like Honestly, it's, I, mean, I mean, chances are he's gone to 67 percent of them so right. far. Brady went to 50 percent of the ones basically in his tenure as a starting quarterback. Yep. So if Mahomes is going to have the same sort of run. You got to figure out who's going to be the one that could put us in that category. That can stand toe to like Josh Allen. You know, like another Ohio State quarterback, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Lamar. No, I mean, well, Lamar just lost, but no, but the I guess the the guy who's got that extra ability and Justin Fields has shown it. But I don't think it's lost on me, and it certainly wasn't on you, TJ, with what you commented moments ago. Is that yesterday, the day after Patrick Mahomes won his third Super Bowl? Mitchell Trubisky was released by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, third, I, third team. I just can they could 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 they not have done it like before or <laughs> or waited a few or days? just giving us a little you know a little bit more chill on this? It's like, just like after the parade, maybe during the parade when nobody's noticing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, parade news. I don't dump. know. That, that probably would have been a bad look for him anyway. But the bottom line is Friday news dump. This kid, he had only he had. I think only like 13 or 14 starts at North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. And he yep. had just one season, and you're like, that's the kid, and you trade up to get him. At least Caleb Williams has multiple seasons. And a Heisman Trophy. Oklahoma yeah. and USC, and we've seen it. Yeah. Against big-time competition. We've seen it. Oh, like you, every Saturday night, it was a, a play that went viral. I know. It's my point. Is that 
I don't know if the Bears are just going to, at the end of the day, just say, we'll take uh, uh, several first-rounders or whatever the commanders give up for them and then watch them watch show up in Washington, D.C. or watch them show up in New England or watch them show up somewhere else Oof. while they pay Justin Fields because the market will have to bear it because he's, no, no pun intended, but he's going to be entering his fourth year. Yeah, his uh, I, I just don't know. You start the clock again, and you get somebody who's got potentially that next-level ability. You send Justin Fields somewhere else. You get some draft capital for him there, and you start. And then Shane Waldron has got is on the clock to figure out the offense, and Eberflus is on the clock to keep everything running on time. And if he does, they're in the greatest catbird seat ever. Uh, the other pushback is I said the same thing about Trevor Lawrence, and he had a, a fall-off season this past year. He was not great. Bob. Well, he was hurt, too. Yeah. He was hurt. I think when I look at this, I think it's it's purely financial. I think you want yeah. to hit the reset button and get five and restart the clock. Yeah. You know, they've done a great job. Ryan Poles done a great job with the haul he got from Carolina last year. And Fields had his moments, but he also got injured a little bit. And give him a fresh start. Uh, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New England, whoever, and hit the reset button. Yeah. Let's reset the I clock with this kid who we've seen on tape can be insanely dynamic. At the end of the day, meaning draft night meaning, on the last Thursday in, in April. Two months and pretty a week much. or so, yeah. yeah. But I think this will be declared sooner rather than later. You know, based yeah, on I think the, the trade with Carolina came, what, the first week of March? It was right before the New yes. Year last year. Speaking so. of a, uh, a fresh start, the show is about to get one. Yeah. Because I've been fighting it throughout today's program. Rich, this is your Jordan flu game. Yeah, okay. Well, well done. Um, so Susie's here to do What the Football with Amy and Jim Nance as their guests later on. When we come back, she'll be in this chair. Let's do it. I'm going to get hydrated. That's, what I'm gonna, that's, that's the order of events. <laughs> <laughs> that's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. He told a story 
about the genesis of all right, all right, yes, all right. Here's where that comes from. So, okay. days confused. Yes, genius film. I'm in the right bar, the right time, mm-hmm. and a guy goes, "Hey, you ever done any acting? You might be right, just right for this part." <laughs> Legendary cast director and producer Don Phillips. I come back. And they do what's called a makeup and wardrobe test, meaning they're shooting another scene one night. I'm just going to show up. Director's going to step off the set and come and look and go, mm-hmm. great, I approve. Well, he comes and looks. He goes, geez, this is Wooderson. It's great. He goes, listen, uh, you're not scheduled to work tonight, but we're over here at the Top Notch drive through And you think Wooderson might want to pick up on the redheaded intellectual, Jake? <laughs> and I'm like, sure. <laughs> and he goes, want to shoot it? I'm like, Sure. So I go get in the car. Yeah. I shoot my first scene ever in a film. Of your career. Of my career. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been listening to a lot of 70s rock and roll at that time. And there was a certain live recording of a Jim Morrison concert in like Amsterdam or somewhere where he barks at the crowd, all right, all right, all right, all right. Four times real aggressively, though. I'm not thinking about that. But this comes back. So I'm in the car and I'm like, who's my man? I'm nervous. I'm about to hear act. Who's my man? Who's Wooderson? I said, well, I'm about my car. And I go, well, I'm in my 70 Chevelle. Yes. There's one. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm about getting high. I said, well, Slater's riding shotgun. You know he's got a Dubois rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> There's two. And I said, and I'm about rock and roll. And I said, well, I got Nugent Stranglehold in the eight track, man. Mm-hmm. There's three. And I hear action. <laughs> and I look up. And in my mind, I go, and I'm about chicks. I got three out of four. Let's go get the fourth. All right, all right, all right. Wow. <laughs> that was it. So First confused. word I ever said on screen. <laughs> oh, hey there, guys. How are hey. you doing? Hey, hey. Long time to see. What's hey, what's up? going on here today? Hey. How are you doing? I was just walking around, wet hair, no care, you know, just thought I'd wet just hair, pop no in. Care. What's that like? Hey, you guys. What's been happening here the last hour and a half? Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I hope you don't mind, but I'm sitting in for Rich. He went home early. Uh, under the weather, I think, is the way to put it mildly, yeah. perhaps, you know. Like like Chris said, it was his Jordan's flu game. Listen, today. Jordan, uh, you know, the great ones play through the pain. Yeah, he, By the he way, was. this is exactly what I wanted to happen in the Super Bowl. <gasps> okay, Rich is Brock Purdy in this scenario. Right. Okay. He plays it out, you know, about to the midway through the third quarter. Then Tom Brady, comes Susie, in, comes in. Comes in cold. And takes us home and wins the game. And goes to Dunkies yes, afterwards and has a celebration. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. That's all right. right, that's can right. We, can we talk about how awesome that commercial was? Commercial's amazing. On, Easily the best commercial of Super Sunday, right? You got. I don't know. I, I'm, got, I'm a fan of that walking commercial. You got, person. Of course Damn you are. This is like your life in a in a <laughs> heartbeat. Walking, uh, walk which I did like, was solo. But, I mean, think yeah, about this the heavy is, hitters in the yeah, Dunkin' commercial. True. Matt Damon looks so miserable to be his best friend. Like <laughs> it was he, great. I don't I think, think he, he was acting that, too much. Was honestly, he? give Matt an Oscar for that. Amazing. <laughs> da- Loved Damon it. only has the one Oscar, right, for writing. Yes, Good I believe. Let's so. give Damon a second Oscar for that performance in the Dunkin' commercial. Come on. Damon, Affleck, Brady is the DJ. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, who was Jack Fat, Harlow Fat Joe. and Ice Ice Spice. Fat Joe was in there. That, that was, the commercial was phenomenal. You don't know who Honestly. Ice Spice is? She was with Taylor Swift at the football. No, game. I know, but I'd never heard of her before this week. Oh, I, I texted I texted Shaq this yeah. morning, and I'm like, 
Don't even look at her. She's too young. She's, she just, just, I'm like, no, no, no. Well, you probably be. Shaq posted a picture and he said something with, and he said, I spice is sexy. Thanks, Taylor Swift. So I think that's what Susie's kind oh, of. ODB. I'm like, like, too young. Too young. That's just too young. I will say this, though. I think uh, JLo was probably like already like, you know, Texting celebrity divorce attorney Laura Wasser. Stop How do we it. get out of this one? Stop. This commercial, like, I hope he is making a lot of money. Anyway, hi guys, I'm with you for the hey. next hour and fifteen before we roll into what the football. Amy Trask is in the back. We do have Jim Nance's wine, the calling, ready to pop for our podcast. Before we do that, I want to just take a couple calls because I really do appreciate how people like sit here and wait. Mm -hmm. And as Rich makes his way up at 405, perhaps with like a plastic baggie next to him. He probably should. On the way home. I told him this morning, I looked at him, I said, you know what? Let me go do it right now. Let me go do the show. IV places and just get get Oh, I I got the IV on the way. Don't you worry. We've got got coop homes sick. I yeah, mean, I, I feel on. like I should walk around like in one of those, like, you know, hazmat suits. Hazmat yeah. suits. That's where I was <laughs> bring, going. Bring bad hazmat. Uh, let's go to Anthony in Santa Barbara. What Anthony. do the Steelers need to do in the offseason? I'll tell you right now, there's a couple quarterbacks wondering if they're going to be getting some new stripes for the year. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Hey, guys. I hope Rich feels better. Um, my first question is um, do you think the Steelers will, um, if he's available uh, from the Bears, go after Justin Fields? Or do you think Jordan Travis? out of Florida State would be a better option. That's a really good option, but I think we all know that Mike Tomlin has liked the look of Justin Fields. I mean, what do you think, Chris? I mean, there's Russell Wilson out there. We've got a lot of opportunity. Do you go to a college court? I don't think so. I think he needs to have some stability in there after seeing how they're riding the last couple of years. Yeah, I think you tried it with the rookie first-round quarterback. Uh, Not a great class, but Kenny Pickett was the guy. First QB taken was in the 20s, right? Yeah. That, that year. That's how I won that $20 for Did, Didn't well, I finally paid you. Didn't work. Uh, I think if you're Steelers, you got to go the veteran route. You have a team that they showed last year. Uh, it's going to play hard as long as TJ Watt is healthy. Uh, they ran the football well at the end of the year. Yep. Got a lot of talent, a wide receiver. They can, they can challenge Baltimore and, and, and Cleveland and Cincinnati for that division. They can win 10, 11 games and make the playoffs. You need that veteran steady hand. A quarterback, uh, is it Russell Wilson? Is I don't know. Is it Justin Fields? Been seeing a lot of that on the old uh, Twitterverse there with the rumors. I think they got to go out and get somebody. Uh, also draft someone. Can never have enough quarterbacks. I mean, the Patriots took a quarterback every year in the draft, it seemed like. So Pittsburgh's definitely going to be in the market for somebody. Uh, I would expect them to make a big move. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so, TJ. I, I just feel like they need stability there. Mm-hmm. They need to take it down a notch. And I think that people in Denver would say, like, do you really want Russell Wilson after what they saw this year? But what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, going off what Chris says, people in Pittsburgh always like to say, that's not the Steeler way. That's not what the Steelers have done. But sometimes you have to take a look at what you're doing, and if it's not working, you got to switch it up a little bit. My initial thought when it looked like Russ was done was maybe Russell and the Steelers – uniform because they haven't done something like that previous but why not take a chance you have arthur smith now as oc so you know the running game is going to flourish pretty sure Najee harris and, and Jalen Warren are just like rubbing their hands together in anticipation but why not why why not try something different as a Steeler organization why not go after because i feel like the the price to pay for justin fields would probably be really really high but and not knowing exactly how Russ's contract is structured. But I feel like if they take the shot, 
Why not? I think Russell Wilson still has some left in the tank. If Russell man. Wilson gets released, then he's out. You just got to pay him veterans men or, or, or whatever. Yeah. So why not? Also, what I mean, what about Kirk Cousins? I guess we all kind of assume he's going to go back to Minnesota. Yeah, I think that's the. He's also going to be a guy. He probably command more money than Russell Wilson. You know, I'm seeing things online. Uh, two, two for eighty, whatever. Uh, he's going to be 36 coming off an Achilles. Russell Wilson will be 36 just after Thanksgiving. Coming off of two kind of disappointing years in Denver, though he was he played well this year, playing a little fight. bit above average last year. Uh, I just think if you're Pittsburgh, like I said before, you know you're close. They were a playoff team mm-hmm. this year anyway, so uh, I just think you got, you got to do go something. for it. You gotta, man. Yeah, you got to go for it. Do step out of your comfort zone as a franchise, as an organization. Yeah, maybe just take not, a chance. It's just not what they do. I, exactly, I mean, it's not what they do. It was but, even surprising when they took Kenny Pickett in the first round a couple of years ago. But clearly, according to Steeler fans, what they've been doing hasn't been working, other than the no losing seasons. Right. Making so the they play. should go full Costanza. Just so do the opposite. Do the opposite. <laughs> Try it. Go for it. Yeah. Anthony, how do you feel? Do you think we've solved your issue here, or do you feel uh, concerned about what's ahead? I'm. I'm not sold on Russell Wilson. I think Justin Fields would be the best option. If not, I like Jordan Travis because he's not getting enough credit because of his injury that he had during the season. So I think he's a sleeper. But I did have one more question for you guys. Um, do you think the NFL will ever go to AI? Because I'd love to hear them do a Super Bowl with John Facinda's voice. Oh, like AI broadcasters? Yes. Yeah, we can hope not. I've seen with the, the John Facinda voice. I've seen the Terminator. I know how that ends up. So. Okay, first of all, I think coming off of wow. Vegas, where all we talk about is AI and also like holograms and what have you, yeah. I can see like maybe bringing John Facenda back for like in between downs. Or like a commercial. Something special. Mm-hmm. But you, you got to react to this stuff live. I don't think AI could do this that fast. Do you? I mean, how, how do you have AI replace a fumble? Or a torn Achilles on the sidelines coming off of right, what seems right. like, yeah, you know, know, nothing. Is AI going to give me Romo's excitement? Here we go, Jim. I don't know. <laughs> right? you know, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, I like I said. The nostalgia, I, I've, of it, the nostalgia of it, you know, of, of, uh, I, even if it's just a uh, Super Bowl replay that they do on NFL Network mm-hmm. every year when they do the Super Bowls. Hey, Anthony, I'll set up a pitch meeting for you. I now know some talking. people over at That's NFL Network. Fun. And by <laughs> the way, like, this is a great idea. It's a fun idea. Fun. I mean, don't, okay, this reminds me, this is so throwback, but do you remember, hey, Anthony, thanks again for your time. Do you remember that Saturday Night Live skit back in the day? And it was, um, it was, what, what was, what was her name? Natalie sings with dead friends of her father. And it was all those like, <laughs> no, no, I don't remember that one. Oh God, you got to look this up. I'll think about it in the break. But things I didn't think I'd be prepared for as I go out on the Rich Eisen show, <laughs> Saturday Night Live throwbacks. Um, all right, Martine it. in New York City, what do you have for us? And Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, Susie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for calling in. Oh, yes. And um, happy after Super Bowl. To you, too. Uh, thank you. I had two things I wanted to ask. One was, I know all the controversy and all the issues with uh, Kadarius Tony. Was he present at the game at all? I know he wasn't activated. Good question. I don't That's remember. Question. I don't remember any shots of him on the sideline. Also, I think they don't want to remind you that he's there half the time, right? I mean, I think there's so that, much. Yeah, that's that's probably true. I mean, his whole uh, Instagram nonsense and yeah. what have you. Um, I thought that they just might have hit him in a, I don't know, hit him behind the Gatorade uh, big container or something <laughs> and not let him out. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, first of all, Brock, you are so anti-Chiefs. 
I listened to you the whole time prior, and then I listened to you earlier make a comment. Why do you hate my Patty Mahomes in the Chiefs? I don't think that's an accurate representation at all. I actually bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl before the playoffs started, uh, Martin. So um, I don't know what you mean there. Well, no, I'm just talking about because you know the whole country. You hate the you hate the uh, like the new. Uh, Tom Brady of the next decade, you know, he wins, 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 and half the country or half the world is anti-Patty. But um, I, I, I must have misunderstood what I was listening to. You probably and didn't then, misunderstand, Martin. No, listen, oh, he, Martin, no, I'm, Martin, I'm a misunderstood Martin, individual. <laughs> Martin, number one, yes. we watched the Super Bowl together, and he was very pro-Chiefs. That's number one, okay? Oh, while his son was doing like, you know, body slams and all my kids. Um, number two, he's a Patriots fan. You can't root for somebody in the AFC. You can bet on them and make some money. Right. Yeah, but you can't but I think them. Chris right. gets itchy when people talk about Mahomes goat because yeah, something we have in so common is we have a goat. And so we're protecting nah. Tommy. That's basically what it boils down to, I think, Martine. But how's the snow in New York? Are you doing okay? Yeah, we're doing well. It's not. It wasn't as bad where um, where I am. Uh, New City is where I'm from. I'm actually in Narrowsburg right now, which nice. is in Sullivan County. Nice. But it, it's not that bad. Can I mention one other thing about the game, um, which was this. When the game started the whole time because of the uh, Eagles-Chiefs game last year, from the very beginning I said, I know he's going to use I call it corn dog. I know he's going to use it. I know he's going to use it. He's not going to show anybody. And at the last minute, when they were, you know, the very last play where McCall caught the ball, I knew it was coming, and I was so excited that it was McCall Hardman, and I was so excited that MVS caught the uh, touchdown pass because I wanted those guys to be resurrected from the national opinion on, you know, the, the droppers, the pro droppers, so to speak. So that made me really, really happy. I'm so glad. That you guys put on the most amazing Super Bowl show. I watch you every day. Thank I'm you. home, and I'm disabled, and I can't go anywhere. So Brock and everybody kept me company with Rich, and it was the best show I ever saw. Martine, did, did you get drunk with us during the second hour on Friday? <laughs> yes, I did. a <laughs> girl. Martine, stay on. Give your address. Let's send you a care package. We well. really appreciate Be you well. being such a loyal fan. You appreciate take care. It. Thanks again. All appreciate right, you. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye now. Take you, care. Martine. I love Martine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she got great. drunk with you guys at home. I like her. <laughs> I mean, her. we were getting after yeah. it on Friday. <laughs> well, yeah, you were. So much more Rich Eisen show ahead. I know you weren't expecting me, but... Here I am. We've got a lot more in the third hour of the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. TJ, I'm just, I'm just happy that I've reached status where everyone thinks I hate their team. Well, you do, kind of. <laughs> you, do, you do hate them. Look, you're like me. You like one team and you pretty much, well, in pro football, not all the yeah, other sports. Pro, pro football, yeah. You like one team and right. you hate everybody else. Yeah, but you're then. also a pissy New Englander, so I yeah, think that's course. really what both. It was Natalie Cole, by the way. It's a great say, old I, bit. I was about to say, it's Ellen Cleghorn playing Natalie Cole and she's singing with her dad's dad. It's friends. one of the oh, greatest oh, okay. bits of all time from SNL. Ellen go Cleghorn back at so any of you, go SNL. there and check it out. It's so fantastic. And it's about holograms. And I'm, it's <laughs> it's so wildly inappropriate that I'm you're welcome is all I have to say. <laughs> you're welcome. It's I love Martine. We're gonna send Martine a package. This, Nineteen yeah, I yeah. mean, okay, so wow. I was ninety two, was it ninety two? It says March fourteenth, nineteen ninety two. So I was yeah. twenty. What were you doing? Oh, yeah. oh okay. Just had to do the math. I'm like, like just like doing? Amy Trask, I counted my fingers. Like, and it looks like Tim Meadows is Sammy Davis Junior. I can't hear it, obviously. I'm just kinda scrolling through the video and that's funny. New York, um, City, New York City is supposed to get like 10 inches of snow. Yeah, I know. I called football. my mom and, yeah, and I asked her if she was okay. She's like, oh, it's fine.
I saw Good Morning Football this morning. They all zoomed in from home. They couldn't make it oh, to really? the studio. Oh, yeah. That's weak. Come on. Come on, Kyle Brandt. thought that, you were angry run really? guy. Really? The scepter? Long Island Railroad yeah. wasn't working this I'm, morning? This mass transit. Come on. I mean, we can't say anything because it was babies. like 70 when I drove the work today behind the airport. So, you know, we can't really. When I was their age, I would have walked five miles in the snow. <laughs> <Uphill> both ways. <laughs> Third hour of the Rich Eisen Show. Albert Briel coming up next.